Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Chad and Zay. Oh, I like that beat. Let's go hour number three on a Friday Chad and Zay here. It's, uh, I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks out a beat to start every third hour. What do you got, Zay? I like it. Big Mo, just the dog. Big. Going to H-Town. Okay. Big Mo. Yeah, Very Big good. Mo. R.I.P. I don't know how Big oh. Mo died. I forgot. I don't know if he was shot or if he was another one that got hit by the syrup because he talked about it a lot yeah. did he and he was a bigger fella so I oh i see yeah i can't imagine the syrup is good for you it's not anyway <laughs> but i'm just if you're on you know if you're unhealthy in other ways yeah i can't imagine that that that's a good combo if you have a cough it can help don't do that what do you mean don't do that <laughs> if you have a cough one ingredient can help not the whole thing. No, we can't. We can't, we can't be spreading that kind of medical advice. Uh, Big Mo with the beat getting us started this hour. Uh, Texas spring game tomorrow. We are almost there. One o'clock for that kick time. We'll do a call-in show afterwards. Eleven a.m. on the pregame from Bevo Boulevard. And if you want to go get some autographs, they're going to crank it up at nine a.m. tomorrow. Remember, you can't bring your stuff. Don't go bringing some weird pair of shoes that you think Arch Manning will sign for you. I don't even know if Arch is going to be a part of the signing. Let me be clear about that. But whoever's there, they've got a poster for you. They'll get you the thing to sign. Don't bring your own stuff. Uh, But they've got all that figured out for you. Go to hornfm.com for all the scheduling of that. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina Hotline. We'll get more on the spring game with Jeff Ketchum of orangebloods.com. If you want to add him to your follows, that's at GK catch and if you're just now adding him to your follows welcome to twitter how are you catch i'm good uh good to talk to you on this friday it feels like when was the last time we talked it's been a couple weeks it has been we uh we were able to get last friday off and i'm not sure if we talked the friday before that so it's been a little while how have you been you good i'm good i'm good i uh you know i just in my head all of the spring the various spring football stories uh, are kind of kicking about curious where you want to begin and where we go. Yeah, no, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I thought maybe this would be an entry point. A lot of people obviously will throw out the idea. The most important thing, you want to come out of the game healthy. Is there anything you'd tell a Longhorn fan going in about health? Is there some big name that they maybe they think they're going to see that Sark is, is probably going to you know, rest a little bit just to make, you know, just to make sure? I feel like you're, you're you're asking me when a team's had a relatively injury-free spring. I mean, they haven't they haven't had a Junior Angelau or Isaiah Mayor type type injury, right? And I feel like anytime you ever point out, hey, we just went through 14 practices and nobody important got hurt, you're putting yourself in danger of being jinx guy. Uh, but it really is important to note that. 
they've been able to get through really six weeks of practice. This thing started a while back. You know, they they go a week and then they take spring break, and now they've had the last month to really put in uh, the majority of the work. I, I think that it's hard not to begin with. There's no injury cloud hanging over the team. They've got some guys that are banged up. I, I think everybody realized early on that Jalen Catalano is going to be a guy they were going to make sure his shoulder is okay. You do have guys who are coming off of knee injuries, uh, whether it be a guy like Jalen Gilbo, uh, at that nickelback or, you know, Isaiah Nayor. Mm-hmm. Other than what I think was expected, they've, they've done okay on the injury front and knock on wood, right? But, uh, for, that's always, you know, I, I feel like in the NFL every year, there's a story about that season that gets told by, what team suffered injuries that just wiped them out? Uh, Texas didn't have any of those, and that's a good thing. Yep. Catch, we know when it comes to the linebacker position, you and Anwar do a great job, and I heard y'all talking about it this past week when y'all dropped y'all's episode on Monday. We know Jalen Ford. We know he's good. He should have got defensive player of the year in the Big 12. We know that's fine. But on that other side, that linebacker position, what can we see tomorrow? Who are you expecting to show out from the freshmen, LaFowl and Anthony Hill, to guys like Morris Blackwell? And, and, you know, who do you think could step up Dave Benda and be that starting role when we get to September? I don't know that I expect expect anything, Uh, which is kind of what makes tomorrow kind of interesting. The coaches – have really said repeatedly that David Benda is a guy that a year ago played in eight games and generally just wasn't trusted by those coaching staff to play a lot of football at a position that, you know, they, they could still use some help. Um, and now he'd be a starter if there was a game tomorrow. So what does that look like? You know, what does progress for David Benda look like? It sounds like some has been made. What does that mean? I'm curious to see what that looks like. You mentioned a guy like Maurice Blackwell. He's still kind of ascending. What does his ascension look like? Uh, Sarkeesian mentions earlier this week that five-star linebacker Anthony Hill has looked really good getting after the quarterback when they've used him in some kind of specialized packages. How much of those, those things pop up tomorrow in ways that make you think, okay, this is a real thing, as opposed to us just constantly asking the same questions all the way up into the beginning stretches of September. I think there's a lot of guys that fit the category of there's there's supposed to be some improvement there. What does it actually look like? I think that's all over the field tomorrow. Talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. All right, uh, Ketch, let's talk some quarterbacks here. Um, in terms of what you want to see, give me some development you want to see out of Quinn Ewers, and what do you think we're going to see from Malik Murphy? I'm sure there are a lot of Longhorn fans thinking, man, I, I want to see Malik Murphy. I've heard a lot about him, seen a little bit, but they haven't obviously seen a lot. What do we expect from those two? You know, I think with Ewers, I don't know that we're going to see a lot tomorrow that will change the way we think if I'm going into the season. Some things just have to be determined by how well guys play in games. Um, You know, there will be a test in Tuscaloosa in week two that will really tell us a lot about 
what kind of real improvements Quinn has made. I think you. I think tomorrow you will see a guy that looks a, a lot more comfortable in his skin as the starting quarterback. It really is his job, and I think he really does understand that as he goes, this team will go. And I think every step of the way in that process, I think you're hearing and seeing that he's committed himself to those things in ways that maybe sometimes you just, you can't learn something until you realize you have to learn something. And I mean, that may be where he is. So I think we're just going to see a better Quinn Ewers, but I don't know that we'll learn anything. I think we can learn some things tomorrow about the backup quarterback position. It's going to be really kind of exciting. We haven't seen a lot. We haven't seen any of Arch Manning, and we've seen very little of Malik Murphy. So that these guys will be competing, and Chad, you've done enough of these spring games to know that spring game narratives, they, they can be great in those dead summer months when we have nothing to talk about. And it's like, but remember what Malik Murphy did in the spring game? <laughs> that could be a whole day of radio. Yep. So I think that, you know, it, it would be really cool to see both of those young quarterbacks just have a moment because you're going, okay, that's what that guy is all about. That That's what he can do. Uh, I'd love to see that from Malik Murphy tomorrow because I, I think that, I think he's in a real battle with Arch Manning. And Arch Manning, what we're learning through the first 15 practices, is pretty good. He makes throws that make you go, okay, that's why a lot of, that's why everybody thinks he's going to one day play in the NFL. And Malik Murphy's as capable of anybody in that quarterback roster with making that kind of a throw. Um, but let's see it in some live action, maybe against the first team defense. You know, like, let's – I'd love to just get a little snippet from both that makes you go, okay, there's still a battle taking place. I think the dangerous thing would be if Malik Murphy comes out and doesn't play well, you just never know with these spring games. I've seen really good quarterbacks have statistically poor spring games. And I've seen poor quarterbacks uh, have both good and bad spring games. You don't want to overreact too much to what's taking place. But I, it would be a bad thing, I think, if Manning looks a certain kind of way and Murphy looks like he's not in that realm. It's just one day. But we know how these narratives can take off, Chad. And I, I think that it's the one thing, if you're Texas, you don't want to get away from you. Because you really do want Malik Murphy to stay in the program and not leave. And I think the coaches have done – I think Steve Sarkeesian has gone out of his way to set this thing up that the, that nobody truly has an edge in playing time and, 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 and that battle's not over. But it could look over tomorrow, and optics can sometimes make guys do certain kinds of things. You know, catch these 14 practices leading up to tomorrow's spring game. We haven't really talked about 
the secondary much. And I think it's just because, you know, we're still questions who's going to be right there with Jalen Ford, what we're going to do with the edge position. But the secondary, you still got to replace Anthony Cook, who had a really solid season last year, and Deshaun Jameson, who started a lot of games in that burnt orange. With what you've been hearing spring thus far and what leading up to tomorrow, how do you think the secondary looks and is going to look? I think the secondary is, for me, it's the strength of the Texas defense right now. And I think one of the reasons why you don't hear a lot about the secondary is because they're not getting burned. You know, that's, we haven't, Kelvin Banks has had a pretty quiet spring. A lot of that is because when, once guys start playing really well, you just kind of take it for granted. They just sometimes fade off into the distance. I think, you know, I think they probably feel like there's an upgrade to be made from Deshaun Jameson at cornerback last season. I think they've got a couple of guys. You know, I think Gavin Holmes coming in from the ACC as a transfer, he's a guy that could could slide into that position. It could be Terrence Brooks, who really started to play. I, I, I thought he was a real bright spot down the season for Texas last year, down the stretch. And so now I would, you know, I think a lot of people forget he's one of the highest-rated recruits that the Longhorns in the modern history of recruiting have landed at in the defensive backfield. So he should start playing really good football right about now. So I, I think that you, you, you add in John A. Barron, you add in Watts, you start counting the guys that Texas has in the secondary that are pretty good to very good players. And I think you're looking at a group that's going to be really good. I think the question mark is, who's going to play safety next to Jaron Thompson, who pretty quietly had a pretty good year last year. I don't know that a lot of Texas fans would realize he was the leading tackler. And, you know, was what's missing from his game is what's missing from almost everybody on that defense, which is, okay, you're a very good player. Now make the special plays that differentiate very good from great. And I think, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mm. Come on. Come on, phone. You can do it. Catch was speaking that real, too. It's like I think the, we lost him. The fo- it's like the phone heard the comma in his sentence, too. Right. The phone really knew there was something there. Well, someone's really revving it up. Man, oh, man. Um, right next to him. Yeah, I was going to say, was he, was he in a race? <laughs> did we get... <laughs> Did we just hear the Someone beginning? Someone was really revving it up. I would call him back, but it's almost time to break. I don't know. Wow. I, I felt like that was the beginning of a- If he calls us back. Of a fast and furious moment there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we- uh, oh, so, so to piggyback what Ketch was saying about the secondary, Chad, Ketch is- Because he said, who's going to be by Jaron Thompson? And my first thought is Jalen Catalan. But you can't rely on him. At mm-hmm. this moment and right. what we've seen. And we know he'll be resting tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be yeah. resting tomorrow. We can't rely on him. These last two years up in Arkansas, he wasn't available. 
And we, it's, it's so nice to go back to his freshman year where he was first team all SEC. That's beautiful. And that's what we're hoping as Texas fans to see this year. But yeah, I get why. Because I'm no longer a fan's antennas went up when he said, who's going to be by Jaron Thompson? It should be Jalen Catalan. It should be. Right. But with his injury track record, you can't rely on them yet. So Keaton Crawford, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see as, you know, we get through this season and September comes around. going to be crazy. All right. So thanks to Jeff for his time. Uh, we hope he wins the race that he's been challenged <laughs> to right there. He may need Yeah, to, maybe that was it. Maybe he had to focus. He needed to go get some focus and uh, and get the, the nitrous all ready and get that all, you know, get the button ready to press and, and all that kind of stuff. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Catch on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, obviously the spring game is tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and we will have it for you right here on the horn. All right, coming up next, why today? Day matters on this April 14th. We're going to dig into some comments Paul George made about NBA players and NFL players. You can tell us if you agree with what he said. I can't wait to hear what Zay has to say about this one. Stay with us. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, yeah? Yeah? She's a very freaky girl, girl, very freaky girl. Oh, I see what you're doing. I want a very freaky girl, girl. Okay. What it do? Do you have to pay Rick James for that, by the way? For what? If you start the song that way, she's a very freaky girl, and we all and we all think a super freak? No. At least I think a super freak? No. I don't have to pay Rick for that? No. Okay. Just, just asking. I mean, Rick ain't no longer with us, so his fam? Somebody, that? somebody might ask for it. Nah. I don't know. All right, so do I have a shot here? Nah. No chance? Who is it? Gucci Mane. Oh, okay. This is uh, this is new stuff, right? Newer uh, last few nah, years? No? Nah, this is older Gucci. Okay. Yeah, he had a really big run. 2007, 2012. He's still big, but yep. you know. I guess that's what I meant. Is he still a current, like, respected yeah. rapper? Yeah. Like, okay. Kids yeah. aren't making fun of new Gucci Mane right now. I don't think so. Because I know there are some that would probably make fun of, like, if Jay Z puts out a new album, there's kids that aren't interested. Oh, those kids need to be locked up. Because he's too old for them now, nah, right? Nah, Hov ain't never too old for nobody. Okay, just just checking. <laughs> All right, Gucci Mane, Steve Miller Band, Deep Purple, Green Day, and Duran Duran have all been a part of the show today. We appreciate you checking us out today. The text line has been fired up throughout the day, 337-3776. We've had everything from thoughts on the spring game to someone making fun of me for saying nitrous button, um, because I'm not sure if that was the right Fast and Furious lingo, to people just simply typing to us, Big Mo died of syrup. All that Uh is happened on the show today plus we are getting some good dunk stories in zay someone says they were dunked on by former longhorn albert uh, Albert burdett damn at the old clark field courts that's fantastic (laughs) this says i got dunked on by david robinson back in the day at the motorola late night game he was there to speak during the day and the guys told him about the games at midnight good times except i'm only 6'1 so his Business was basically on top of my head for a brief moment. Ah, the Admiral. I see. Okay. 
you got introduced to the Admiral in more ways than one. At least he one. was nice about it. He's a really nice guy. Sounds like it. Uh, and also, uh, people have texted us, Zay, about this Mikey Williams story. I was wondering why people were texting that name to us earlier. There's a Memphis basketball recruit named Mikey Williams. He is facing gun charges. This guy's made some history. He was the first high school basketball player, if I'm reading this right, to sign like a massive deal with a shoe a shoemaker. And I think it was Puma. And he is, what does it say here, ranked 34th on ESPN's list of top 100 recruits. He is, uh, making his, he'll make his first court appearance, I think, next week. But he's, it's multiple charges of assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Five years ago, probably when he was in the eighth grade, Mikey Williams was the best player in the nation. And he got big because he played with Bronny James. Oh, and that's when okay. LeBron James Jr., he started hitting the AAU circuit. So a lot of cameras were on his team, and Mikey Williams was the best player on that team. So oh, I see. he's been in the limelight for a really long time, which is why he has so many NIL deals. And, yeah, this is very interesting. You knew he was going to fall off a little bit, but he's still a top 50 player. He was supposed to go play for Penny Harloway. Let's see what happens now. Yeah, he was arrested yesterday. Let's hope that situation uh, – first off, let's hope nobody is hurt. Um, I saw it with a deadly weapon. I've not heard the specifics yeah. of it. Are we talking about a pistol whipping here? Are we? T- what are we talking about? Uh, I have not heard those details, but we'll keep an eye on that story with Mikey Williams. By the way, somebody on Specs text line said, Hey, Zay, didn't you get dunked on by one of the Griffin twins? Hell no. No? Michael and Mark has never dunked oh, on me. Oh, okay. Just make sure we're the clear. The story right? is, Mike never paid me that $1,000 for weekly dunking the ball in the hoop. It was, Zay, you can't dunk. Yeah, I can't. I put a 1000 on it right now. Rookie Michael Griffin, Tennessee Titans, 19th pick, whatever he was, uh-huh. first round. He had it. It was a weak dunk. But you we- dunked it. But I dunked it. The ball went in, and it was too weak for his liking. Still hasn't paid me. Ooh, That's the story. I see. But, yeah, those dudes never dunk on me. I actually gave them buckets when they used to come there and There you go. And there stuff. you go. Yeah. Come Mac on. had them going crazy down there. They were always trying to come to Bowie and, you know, get some cardio in. They got worked by your boy. They remember them days. Getting jab, step, pulled up, jumper on. Yeah, I was like Bernard King on the court with those guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's fantastic. One other quick text here says, I just made the nasty face when I heard that beat come on. It's going to be stuck, Zay. What, a freaky girl? I think so. That's a jam. Yes, so. That's good. That's a good beat. All right. Uh, let's get into why today matters. Paul George has a statement. We're going to figure out if we agree with it. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, April 14th today. Zay, would you like to present this idea and then we'll discuss it? You're the one that uh, made me aware of it. So Paul George is on a podcast and uh, he threw, threw out what now? Yeah, Paul George on this podcast, hopefully he'll get to play in the playoffs, but it's not looking that way in this first-round series against the Suns and Clippers. But PG, he said something interesting on his own podcast. He said he thinks that NBA players have a better chance of going to the NFL than NFL players have a better chance of making the NBA. And, yeah, that's interesting. I think every player is different, but I will have to agree. I think it's a little more difficult for a player in the NFL to go play in the league. Now, 
Charlie Ward, he probably could have been that guy because he played in the NBA and he won a Heisman. So I think he just chose the money and, you know, his health going the basketball route. Mm -hmm. But I think of somebody like a Charles Oakley or Anthony Mason because I know people are going to say, oh, NBA players are soft. Well, some are, sure. Mm -hmm. But you can't say nothing about those Pat Riley 90s New York Knicks teams that weren't very skilled but use their bodies and use their toughness to win them games and push them through playoff series. So I, the height in the NFL, guys aren't that tall. Mm-hmm. There's certain certain guys like Jonathan Ogden. Back when he played, he was like six eight, six nine. So there are guys, but. I'm trying to think, other than a Charlie Ward, who else? Like DK Metcalf, I've seen him play in a Celebrity All-Star game. He was good for a football player, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah, I think, again, I thought of the height issue, too. Statistically speaking, when you think about the the, the two groups of people we're talking about, I kind of get where Paul George is going. Also, because you got to have... In one case, you're saying you're going from a league where you got 53 guys on a roster, there's all kinds of variation of positions, and there's all kinds of different, you know, then you talk about like the height issue. The height is averaged out differently in an NFL roster. And an NBA roster, you are going down to a number of 12 to 15, right, on a full roster right. in the NBA. So that's specialized by itself. And then the game itself has to be specialized because you do have to be a certain height in most cases. And then now if we're, you know, freak to freak, if we're just saying, if you're saying, let's look at the 6'8", 6'9", freaks over here and the 6'8", 6'9", freaks over here, they might be able to swap out. Maybe. But I get, I do get what he's saying because – that is difficult because if you go on average throughout the NFL, you're going to run on to guys that are badass NFL players, but they might be like six one and two, you know, six one two twenty two thirty or whatever that is, badass linebacker. But if you got him on an NBA floor, yeah, like Odell, look pretty stiff. I've seen Odell Beckham Jr. throw down some nasty slam dunk contest type of ish, but he's what six two, six one. He'd be a point guard in the league. That'd be tough. <laughs> That'd be tough for him. Looking at those guys kind of like a Charlie Ward that played both in college. Mm-hmm. Tony Gonzalez, Julius Peppers, somebody Antonio just, Gates. Yeah, somebody just texted Gates and Peppers because they're thinking tight ends and DNs. But those guys like six those, four. Those guys were big. Julius Peppers was a big for Dean Smith. Yeah. Right. Oh no, he was like such a freak. he was. God, such you know a freak. what I'm saying? Like, uh, but he was six six. Yeah. Six five, six six, maybe six seven on his best day. I I get what people are losing their minds now talking about NBA players who are soft. I get that. There are some guys that would have no chance. They go across that middle and get touched. They'd be down for months. But it's it, I think it is a little bit easier for a guy in the league like a Anthony Mason or a Charles Oakley type to go in the NFL and Maybe be a special teams guy just because they're so athletic and strong. Somebody said, I agree with him. LeBron James would be a monster of a tight end. That's been discussed for yeah. for years. And then this one says, um, then, yeah, where to go? Oh, they said, they said, does that mean we're going to see Joe Thomas playing in the NBA? No, no. No, no. Joe Thomas playing power forward? No, I don't think that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, when we talked about this during our prep 
You compared LeBron and Dalton Schultz. That is not what I did. I almost no. lost my mind. I almost no. said, Chad, you have to do this show by yourself. We're putting these two guys in the same category. No, <laughs> I was just trying to help Paul George make his point, and I thought of LeBron as a tight end, which everybody always says, and then I thought of who's the first tight end that pops in my head. Dalton Schultz was the first one because I just oh my goodness because I just read a story about the Cowboys maybe needing a tight end at twenty six because Dalton <laughs> Schultz is moving on to the Texans so I brought up Dalton Schultz I thought that would help Paul George's argument I was not comparing LeBron to Dalton Schultz Dalton wishes I was but I was not oh the fact that they're in the same sentence is just beautiful to me Dal- so- Dalton's gonna tell people about that two years yeah from now he might that we mentioned yeah he might yeah. down there in Houston for that nine mil that he took uh-huh. but um. Randy Moss, he was a hell of an athlete, good basketball player. Him and Jason Williams, White Chocolate. That's right. They did some things back in their high school days growing up in West Virginia. Randy, so. Randy's the yeah, Randy would have a possibility. That dude was freaky enough and loose enough. I don't think he would have been tight on a court if he was trying to play NBA. No. He could do it. Yeah. But yeah, on six a- four, six five. On average, I get what Paul George is saying. It is a more there's more of a specialized, focused skill set involved with the NBA. Yeah. Just a little more focused in and again when you're talking about all the way across an entire NFL roster and and go to you can go cherry pick certain guys but across the whole the whole group on average, yeah, it's probably harder to go that way than go the other way. Somebody said Carl Malone. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, that dude. Carl Malone as a what would it that'd be D lineman, right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> God. What was Carl? Six nine? Yeah. Yeah. He was and, legit six nine. Dude, I'm gonna tell you what. I have been I've never seen Carl Malone play live, but while I was doing women's basketball, I got to call a game with Louisiana Tech on the other side. His daughter Ford. His daughter was playing mm-hmm. and he walked in the gym. It was crazy how I mean, just the you could the, you could feel the murmur in the room. It was sort of like, "What's going on?" And I look over. Wow! Hide your dollars. Hide your dollars. Hide your dollars. What, okay, <laughs> that's not why I brought it up. That's not the murmur you heard. That's not. Watch your <laughs> watch your kids. Watch your kids. There's Carl. Watch your dollars. Watch your dollars. Let's go. To be fair, I had headphones on, so I'm not sure what the murmur was. All I remember thinking was that might be the largest human being I have ever seen in a room that I'm in ever. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. Height, bulk, thickness, shoulders, legs, the hit. Oh, my God. He was enormous walking in that room. Yo, Gary Payton, cornerback. Somebody said linebacker. I don't know about that. but Gary GP, Payton is corner. a corner. Because Gary was, okay, Gary in his prime is, was he like a six two six three kind of guard? Yeah. Right in that area? Yeah, he's exactly what the corners are nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> what they're looking for, those sauce gardeners and stuff like that. The, yeah, the only problem with Gary, though, is he had that timid attitude. He didn't really think he was a bat. <laughs> no, never mind. He would be fine. No, yeah, he'd be talk fine. about tough. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Going up in Oakland? Shoot. Yeah, that's a great point. That really is what that discussion needs to become. Whether you ultimately agree with Paul George or not, is thinking of those guys that truly could have done either one if they really wanted to. Guys that you could translate it to that other sport. That's a fun discussion. I had not thought of Carl Malone as an edge rusher. I've never thought of that in my life, but that's dangerous. If that dude goes in a three-point stance... Coming off the edge at you, my God. Yeah, if you tried to find just like every position to put somebody from the NBA in the NFL, I think you could. Because somebody said Grandma Mall, linebacker, 
Yo. Oh, Larry Johnson could yeah. I I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's a that yeah, that is the that might be the the fun exercise both ways, but you're right. You could fill out an NFL team with the NBA guys first and then turn it around and see what kind of a starting five or even a roster of twelve you could put together going the other way. Think about Kawhi Leonard wide receiver with those hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like all the one-handed snacks that he would get. Well, you know what? Let's get modern, Zay. What kind of football player would Victor Wimbanyama be? What do you make him? Can you make him a football player at seven four? Nope, probably not. He couldn't be one. <laughs> no, he, couldn't. he couldn't be one. Just too, too and that's light. a good example of when you are so specialized to one, you may not work in the other. Yeah, you just might not because they're a bad at. Like think about who's a badass in the NFL that would make absolutely no sense in the NBA. Aaron Donald. That's probably that's probably fair. Six one, three hundred pounds. I was about to go to a quarterback like Rodgers and Brady. That, yeah. does, that doesn't work. Yeah, think about that for a second. Not at all. Ezekiel Elliott. What kind of basketball player would he be? Yo, have you seen the video of Zeke and drills and stuff jumping around? Oh, is he, try, is he trying yeah, to make me believe? Dodging those trash cans and stuff, making noise every time Zeke makes do. I'm like, okay, Zeke, you back, baby. You back. But he's Michael Jackson for back <laughs> in the yo, day with all the sound. Look at the video. Every time he makes a cut, it makes a sharp move. Because <laughs> every time you do that, you feel like you're doing something extra, yeah. something special. Like when you're shadow boxing or something, getting ready, you're like, yeah, I'm really getting sissing noises and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's why they started telling tennis players to scream back in the day because it's supposed to add something to it. Oh, my God. That was like a wave that went through Yo, tennis. Serena Williams took that and ran yeah. with it. That's the wave that went through tennis that never really left. Mark Monica Sellis kind of got it started, and no, and they haven't all shut up since. Everybody's still screaming yeah. and hollering and grunting and groaning out there. Uh, good conversation there. Check out those Paul George comments, and uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on it, Specs text line 337-3776. All right, we'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here, get you all set up for the spring game tomorrow and that big baseball series that starts tonight don't move it's the horn i got a whole lot of money y'all it for me bottle key popping that water man chad and zay it's a party it's a party it's a party that sounds like a friday right there just about to wrap it up on this Friday. Do I have a shot here? Nope. All right, hit me. Who I mean, it? you heard his voice. or I mean, he said his name at the beginning. So. Oh, well, then I totally missed it. Who is it? Waka Flocka Flame. Waka Flocka Flame? Waka Flocka Flame. That's a lot going on in the name. Yo. Waka Flocka Flame. I don't know where Flocka's at right now. What a run. Man, it's good stuff. All right. Maybe a year run. Had three hits. Yeah. All club bangers. Now he's chilling somewhere? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, he's chilling. Yeah, I could see this one getting a room going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Waka Flocka Flame. Gucci Mane, Steve Miller Band, Deep Purple, Green Day, Duran Duran. 
they could all get a room going in their way, in their prime. Yeah, be, be careful when the song's on. This is like mosh oh. pit stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, be, be careful. Yeah, don't be carrying a drink across the floor. <laughs> no, be nah. careful. Head on a swivel. That Big Mo beat getting us started this hour as well. Thanks to Zay for all the great music. Thanks to you for checking out the show today. This might be my favorite text of the day. Thank you to this texter. You can eliminate 30 of 32 NFL quarterbacks from going to the NBA. I'll let you figure out which two would make it. Well done. (laughs) Well done. Well played. I would say Sam Darnold and Drew Locke. Uh, that is uh, it. Drew that, Locke's not starting. That's interesting. I thought they were leaning towards Justin Herbert and Derek Carr, but that ah, was just there me. There it is. That was just there me. There it is. You got it. That was just me, you know? All right. So uh, thank you for all the great text today. That Paul George comment about it's easier for NBA guys to be NFL players than it would be for NFL players to be NBA guys got that discussion started. All right. Let's get you some stems and seeds here. Here and start with a little good news in baseball. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. I know we rip on umpires sometimes, but we don't want them to be seriously injured. And one of them looked like he was earlier in the week, but this Larry Vanover dude, he's okay. He's the umpire that got hit in the head with a relay throw in a Cleveland Yankees game earlier in the week. My man took it off the dome. He stood back up, Zay, grabbed his sunglasses and hat, and he was going to put them back on and go back to work. That's what I'm talking about, Larry. The trainers walked out there, started talking to him, and I'm sure they said something like, hey, Larry, we got to take you out of here, man. We're going to make sure you're okay. They released him from the hospital today. He's good. Yeah, Larry probably let them know. I'm still getting paid for this, right? Because if I'm not, I ain't leaving. Right. <laughs> they said, yeah, probably. Okay, I'll leave. Yeah, no, I think they, I'm sure they took care of him that way. That is crazy. Uh, speaking of baseball, Texas and Baylor get started tonight at 6.30. Lucas Gordon will be on the Hill 6.15 pregame. That means the guys will be done up in Georgetown a little early. They're going to be up there at Ron Hoover RV and Marine Center in Georgetown. Go see Rod and Harge up there today. Zay, I keep hearing Texas baseball fans not demanding, but expecting a sweep. Do you think that's fair in this series? Baylor's not great. They're four and eight in conference. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. Yeah, they're four and eight. This is the University of Texas. University of Texas at Omaha for a reason. Okay. Yeah, you're supposed to sweep teams like this. All Absolutely. Right. Fair enough. Texas at Baylor. Will it be the last time in Waco? We shall see. Zay, let me get you on the record tonight. Chicago, Miami. Who's going to be the eight seed? Miami. All right, like Miami at home? Yeah, I like Miami. All right, you like Butler and the gang there. How about Oklahoma City at Minnesota? Who's the eight seed in the West? Yeah, as good as Josh Giddy and SGA are, I think Rudy Gobert coming back, that's going to make the difference. Got Minnesota. One of the, depending on how you look at it, good things, bad things, whatever about the NBA is when you have a series of games that normally tells you more of the truth. So let's see with these inconsistent teams who can win these two out of three situations uh, and become the eight seed tonight. We got four series getting started tomorrow. The other four will get started on Sunday. By the time we get back on Monday, we got all that to talk about, plus the spring game reaction. Who wins the spring game, Zay? Texas or Texas? Texas. You like the Longhorns? Yep. All right. Always, baby. It's a bold call. Bold (laughs) call. We'll get the overreactions to all of it on Monday. Go to hornfm.com for the schedule of everything. Ball don't lie coming up next. 
Texas baseball at 6.30. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. See ya.